This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Executive Platforms Blueprint Podcast Series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm Head of Content and Research. And my guest today is Don Lanham. He's a Vice President with Apana. We're going to be talking about water management, how industry can do it better, some of the things to uh, impact ESG, uh, reduce waste, just be better across the board in the water topic, which is something I'm really interested in. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Don, thank you so much for being here today. Jeff, it's, uh, it's good to see you again. Don, just before we get too far into it, you know, when you and I first uh, were talking about this off air, uh, I said, so it's going to be about water. And you paused and you said, it's going to be about water management. I would love for you to just on, on the record, what are we going to be talking about? What does water management mean? If you think about um, industrial, commercial, manufacturing operations, there, is, there are some segments that use and consume a ton of water. And when you think about the you know, increasing water scarcity, you talk about the aging infrastructure of, of utilities and plumbing and the impact that's going to have on water rates, the use of water is going to become more and more of a, a cost issue for many of these uh, industrial operations. So when we talk about water management, we're talking about the digital monitoring of water flow of operation and operational water use within the four walls of a manufacturing plant. If we can reduce the amount of water that a manufacturer is using in their processes or in their operations or in uh, landscape irrigation or in their cooling towers, evaporative condensers, if we can make them aware of the water that they're using in those areas and hopefully reduce that water, they're going to have an impact on their costs, operational costs within their manufacturing plant. They're going to obviously have that, they're going to impact the E in ESG, which is very, very important. And they're also, you know, by, with our solution, they can also manage risk within their four walls, uh, eliminating property damage, eliminating waste, eliminating raw material damage and such. Yeah, I had a conversation years ago with an electrical engineer who was saying, you know, once upon a time, facilities were designed and everything was over-engineered because you don't want downtime. So you have the biggest pumps, the biggest fans. Uh, you make sure everything will always have redundancy. And I feel we're now living in a time where efficiency is the way to go. There, there is a way to look at the input and output and say, we don't need all of this stuff and we can reduce it. I have to think water is in the same position as electricity usage. Would you say that's fair? Oh, I would definitely agree. We have our, our largest customer actually uh, uses our platform to determine incentive compensation for their management teams. So we have a saying in our company that the way that a company uses water can be used as a key indicator of their overall business. So in other words, if you do not manage your water, your operational water use very efficiently, chances are you have other SOPs and other things that you're doing within your plant that you're not doing really well. We have some customers that use our solution to monitor startup times, shift start times. If water is required in the manufacturing process and the shift is supposed to start at 7.05, and you can use our solution to see when exactly the water was turned on. If the water's turned on at 7.30 or 7.35, you know that that shift did not start on time. So not only are we looking at efficient water use, but we're also looking at SOP compliance. We're also looking at shift startup time, break start time and stop times. There's so many things that water impacts on staff, service, um, contractors, um, you know, not just water and sewer costs, but you've got a whole litany of other areas that impact that are impacted 
when, uh, when you're making better use of operational water. I also think it speaks to uh, the values of the company, the values of the brand and how they want to be perceived uh, by the community that they're in. Water usage and wastewater are things that you say, and we're working to improve this. That is a story that companies want to share. I oh, think. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We have, some, we have some customers also that are using uh, groundwater, using well water. And many times those businesses or those operations are set in residential areas. So if we can, you know, so those residents are using the same well or accessing the same well, you know, there's a concern about how that operation or that manufacturing operation is using that water. So if we can help them determine or we can help them reduce the amount of water that they're drawing from the well, that makes them a really, really solid community, good citizen. And, you know, everybody loves it when a, when a company is trying to reduce energy or trying to reduce natural gas. And we're focused on reducing water. I think I have a good sense of the why now. Let's get into a few specifics of what we're actually talking about. What does water management look like on the ground, in the facility? Uh, you know, they didn't used to have a program. They're working with APADA, mm -hmm. and now they have a program. Walk us through that. Yeah, so we, we, have a, we have a hardware play and a software play. Our hardware play consists of commercially available water meters. It's submetering. That's the buzz term when we talk to manufacturers. They want a submeter because you typically have uh, one or two meters monitoring the water coming into the building from the utility or from the uh, from the groundwater. And then you obviously have the discharge, either the wastewater treatment or municipal sewer. So you've got those two monitoring points. But we also, our biggest concern is what's going on within those four walls, like I said earlier. And what we do is we sub-meter. We buy, uh, we have installed uh, commercially available meters. They could be inline meters. They could be ultrasonic clamp-on meters. We have a variety of suppliers that we use. They have to be smart meters because they attach to our IoT transceiver and that transceiver transmits data to our gateway on site and that gateway backhauls the data to the cloud. So is this, and forgive me, I don't want to uh, boil it down to too simple a term, is this a turnkey thing where they say, we've got this thing, you come in and set up a system and you walk back? Or is there an ongoing relationship with Apata once the system is in place? It's, it's two different things. One, no, number one, we have an ongoing relationship. We are a software as a service company. That's the second element to the hardware. We're software as a service where we provide waste alerting, leak alerts. We have dashboards and analytics that, uh, that companies can use. And we have these insights and BI tools that companies use every day in their shift startup because they're looking at all sorts of different operations, productivity, material yield, downtime. They're looking at all of these metrics. Well, now, because we are collecting water data in real time, our customers are able to add that measure to that daily stand-up meeting to understand, okay, what did we do in that shift yesterday with water? What can we do today to improve it? You know, what can we do today to impact that water number that we that we saw yesterday? So it's a it's a it's really a data collection of uh, of water flow in real time that we're able to use and able to leverage with our manufacturing partners. When you're giving them the data and also suggestions what they should do with the data, who is the person who's actually responsible for making changes? Is there like a, a person on site who is typically the water guy? Is it some part of the lean programming they take this information? Sure. Is it the facility manager? Who, who is doing the change? It, uh, it varies. Our, uh, our customers tell us who they want to have, um, who they want to give access to our dashboard and analytics. The, we have the customer tell us in an event of a waste event who do you want to have alerted? We uh, send those alerts via email. So it varies by, by customer. You're right, it could be the facilities manager. In some cases, it could be the maintenance manager. Sometimes the production manager or the operations manager wants to know. Many, and sometimes we have the environmental health and safety person. You know, they want to be involved as well. So it varies based on the type of business. Um, we do a, lot of business, do a lot of work in food and beverage. 
and we uh, do a lot of work in protein processing. And we found that um, environmental managers, they call them complex environmental managers, those people are very, very uh, keen on, on operational water use within the, within the complex, and those are typically our contacts in, in protein processing. Now, I know you've been having conversations on site with different companies that are interested in getting their arms around their water management. I bet, because you've been at this for a day and a half now, you have some examples that, you know, you don't have to name names, but what is possible with this tool? Once it's up and running, what are some of the success stories you like to share? Oh my gosh, there are, we have so many, um, you know, examples of waste that we were detect that we detected and were able to help a customer eliminate the, uh, the particular waste that was going on. One example, it was um, in, a, in a plant situation on a weekend, the, uh, the, the plant was empty, no one was there, and the uh, plumbing infrastructure failed. A valve actually failed and caused a, a water, we call it a gusher, a water event going on in the plant to the tune of about, I would say it was about 200 to 300 gallons a minute were coming out of this six inch pipe. And no one was in the operation, right? Well, because of our analytics, we were able, or because of our sensors and our transceivers in the, uh, in the building, we were able to detect that leak we were able to contact the folks via email to let them know you've got a, you know, you have a major waste event going on in your plant. You got to get in there and get it fixed. They were able to get in there, get the water shut off within about an hour, hour and a half once they got a plumbing contractor and got everything squared away. Had it not been for our sensors and our data collection and our waste event alerting, you could imagine the property damage, the raw material damage, the finished goods damage, the flooding that would have occurred in this plant. It would have been, it would have been really, really hard to, uh, to get that plant up and running on Monday morning when everybody showed up. So not only are we impacting water use, we're also impacting uptime, productivity, risk mitigation, as I said earlier, we're helping companies with risk management as well. I mean, just from that story, I also think their insurance rates should change because, hey, you know, we're, we're less vulnerable. We have, that's a great point. We, have, we do have uh, some folks that are, that are talking to their insurance companies and saying, hey, we've got this, we've got the solution and it's helping us eliminate that risk. We also have that as a line in our uh, ROI analyzer too. You know, it's, it's one of those things that we try to, uh, try to preach about. How long, and I appreciate different facilities are different sizes, but let's say I'm a manufacturing executive and, and you've got my attention because this is definitely a very powerful tool that I'm not using. And what does rollout look like? What is what is getting this up and running look like in terms of timeline? What kind of resources am I putting into? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be the one who's standing over your guy? Like what are the, the manpower yeah. issues you need? What's involved? Sure, it's, it, I tell you, it is, uh, it, it, again, it varies, but we I'll give you an example of a recent uh, implementation that we did. We had a, a uh, poultry processor in, uh, in Wisconsin that uh, installed our solution. Uh, we actually worked with them and they actually completed all of the inline meter installations themselves. Their maintenance superintendent was able to install all of these inline meters himself. So, you know, they avoided plumbing contractor, you know, costs and all of those things. They were able to implement this themselves. We went on site and we calibrated and installed the ultrasonic um, ultrasonic clamp-on meters or a couple of those to do. But we were able to get the installation done in a matter of about two weeks with their, with their help. And we installed 10 meters in this, particular, in this particular plant. And they were up and running from the time that the, they signed a contract, they were up and running and collecting data within four weeks. Amazing. Now, a lot of, you know, sometimes it will depend on the lead time of those meters that we're buying, right? So we're, we don't have control over the lead times of those meters. But in this particular case, the lead time was very, very short on obtaining those meters. And we were able to get these, these guys up and running in about four to six weeks. 
Now, one of the things I'm interested in when I hear about an industrial Internet of Things solution is, does it play well with others? I mean, obviously, you're specializing in, in water management, what's going on with the water. But, you know, the person who's running the facility, he's got other tools that are doing other things. How does he get all of that data into one place? Yeah, all of that data can be provided to he or she in, a, uh, in an API. We can, they can, we can download that daily totals by meter, by operation, by process line, by piece of equipment, whatever the case may be. They can download that every day through an API. You know, at the very beginning, we were talking about uh, some of the environmental benefits of mm -hmm. understanding your water. I would love to talk a little bit more about ESG, if you can expand on that piece in terms of uh, ROI and also just what is good for the business. Sure. So obviously we are in, you know, digital water monitoring and water management. So we are addressing the E in ESG, right? But I will say that you know a survey was recently done on the biggest challenges uh, for a company when it comes to ESG reporting. And the biggest challenge that they highlighted was data collection and data management. And our solution you know, definitely erases that concern because we are monitoring water flow by the minute, collecting that data and making that data available to our customers. So that whole idea of data collection, data management is solved by our solution when it comes to water. You know, and I appreciate the environmental piece is so important, but there are always going to be people in a business who want to get down to the dollars and cents. Let's talk about that for a minute. Sure. So in, in addition to the environmental impact, there are huge cost impacts in operations, right? So not only do you have the, the water, you know, the incoming water and the wastewater discharge, you know, monitoring there, and you've got costs associated with those. But within the four walls, you've got costs associated with, um, you know, standard operating procedure compliance that I, that I may have mentioned earlier. Um, you've got the impacts of service technicians coming in. You've got the impacts of you know, natural gas and energy. And people say, well, what are you, how does water impact natural gas and energy? Well, in operations, if you are heating or pressurizing or chemically treating water, that's a cost associated with that. You're impacting your electricity, you're impacting your natural gas, right? You're impacting your CO2 emissions and your carbon footprint at the same time. So with our solution, by limiting or by reducing the amount of water you're using, you're also going to reduce the amount of energy and natural gas that's used to heat that water or electricity to pressurize that water, or you're going to be using less chemicals to treat that water because you're using less water overall. So those impacts are huge with respect to uh, energy, gas, your carbon footprint, your CO2 emissions, what's going on within your plant with uh, with but with assets, water using assets are very, very important too. We can keep your cooling towers and your evaporative condensers in running top, in, in tip top shape. We can help you understand what those cycles of concentration are to make sure that you're using the right amount of chemicals in your cooling towers and your evaporative condensers. So you're not you know, overloading it and using more money against those chemicals than you should. So we help you monitor that. If you're changing RO filters you know, constantly based on, based on a schedule, now you can change those RO filters based on the water that's flowing through those because you're able to monitor that water using our solution. And you can change those filters based on consumption, not based on a, on a, on a schedule per se. And, and you can maximize and optimize actually the, uh, the filtering that you're using in those RO systems. Already there is a ton of good that can be done here on the environmental front, on the operational front, on just understanding what's going on inside a facility and when you give decision makers information, it just gives them more opportunity to go in all kinds of positive directions. I am curious though, water management as a solution, if I were a manufacturing executive and this idea is you know, striking me in a positive way and I want to partner with someone who knows what they're doing, 
you know, where is Apana in this? Uh, are there lots of solutions out there and you're one of them? Are you different than some of the other solutions? Uh, speak to your company. Sure. You know, since we've been doing this um, for about six or seven years, we have been able to, you know, bring on 800 different sites in four different countries. We do business in Mexico, Canada, the United States, and Japan. And we, as I said, we have 800 sites that we're currently monitoring. Um, there are no companies out there that have the scale that we have in water monitoring and water management today. We're also the only company that is equipped to handle industrial and manufacturing operations. Our hardware is ruggedized and ready for the shop floor. Uh, talk to me about the hardware involved in this. I think that's one of your competitive advantages. Absolutely. Um, we assemble our own hardware. Uh, off-the-shelf telemetry, off-the-shelf um, transceivers, off-the-shelf gateways just do not give us and our customers the data integrity and the data, relution, data resolution and the reliability that's needed when you're collecting data, right? We are at a service level of 98.5%, meaning our uptime is well over 98%. We, our competitors, the closest that they can get is like in that 75 to 80%. Well, if you're getting 75 to 80% of your data, you're not going to be making very good decisions, right? That's like getting your data from Monday through Thursday and we're leaving the data off for Friday. That's 80%. Well, you don't want to make decisions leaving off a day. So we're able to provide very high data resolution, very high data integrity because we assemble our own hardware. We tried the off the shelf stuff four or five years ago, it was not up to the scale that we needed for, for our, for, you know, for our values and for our customers. You know, we've talked about the hardware piece. I also think there's probably a, a greater story involved in actually reaching the infrastructure that needs to be monitored. Could you speak to that? Oh yeah, we, we find that, you know, all the operations and all the manufacturing plants that are out there, probably less than 1% are currently monitoring water the way that we we're able to. And that's, that's because managing water is very, very hard. There, you know, the plumbing infrastructure can be behind, behind walls, cement walls. Uh, you know, walls can be built after the plumbing was installed. We've been in situations where we have come across snakes, scorpions, and such in basements of places and underground where some, some piping infrastructure is located. It's very, very hard, and, it's, and it sometimes can be hard to get to those, to those particular spots. You know, we've covered a lot of ground here, mm -hmm. and I want to make sure listeners are coming away with two or three things to think about further when they think about water management. Can you give us a, a quick summary, some bullet points? Absolutely. I, I would say the key takeaways that, that, that I would see is water, you know, digitally monitoring your water flow and reducing your water footprint is going to have a couple of impacts. One, it's going to impact your, uh, your ESG performance targets. If you can reduce the amount of water that you're using coming into the building, you're going to reduce the waste going out of the building, and that's going to impact your ESG performance measures. Number two, cost reduction. You're going to be able to op impact your operational costs because you're using less water. You're using less energy to heat that water. You're using less chemicals to treat that water. And when you use less water coming into your plant, you're going to be discharging less water. So you're going to be impacting your operational costs in your water use. And then the, uh, the, the third area is this whole area around risk management. Because we can alert you of a problem within your facility, you are able to get in to your facility and address that problem in a very short order, thanks to the alerting that we have built into our solution. All right, I think anyone who's been listening this far in probably does at the very least want to pick your brain or, or you know, reach out and ask a few questions. What would be the best way for them to get in touch and learn more? We have, a, we have a terrific website with a lot of information and you can gather information there and you can reach out to us there. It's apana.com. You can also reach out to me, Don Lanham at 
don.lanham at aponda.com. Well, I recommend everyone take a look at that website. I, I have been there myself. I think it tells a, a persuasive story, and I think it could be the start of a, a great conversation that's going to help people address their water management uh, challenges and maybe give them some opportunities to do better across a whole bunch of verticals. Um, Don, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. Jeff, it's uh, great to see you. Thank you for all you do. Appreciate it. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon. Thank you.